छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Hello, and welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I am Rias Hall. I am Jennifer Lovely. And we're here to talk about some horror movies. <laughs> Rias, what have you seen lately? Um, lately, a couple nights ago, I kind of was feeling unwell, and so I turned on the TV, and, and my boyfriend said, let's watch this last Cut of the Dead movie, and I knew nothing about it. And we went into it, and I was like, oh, it's a cute little low-budget zombie movie. And it is, for a low-budget zombie movie, it's fun. It's a little Japanese, it's in Japanese. You're like, oh, this is adorable. Then when that movie ends, attached to the end of it is the second half of the movie. And that starts a month before, a month earlier, and shows how they have been hired to make this movie, how they're only allowed to use one shot, so they can only have, like, one camera going the whole time. And it explains some of the weird camera angles and crazy stuff that happens in the first movie. And it's very fun. It's like noises off with zombies. I have been hearing wonderful things about that for a while, like close to a year. Because it was on a bunch of people's top ten for the year. It's a comedy, but it's not like a goofy comedy. (laughs) We've been rejected by a cat. Cat, yeah. (laughs) Um... It was really funny because uh, I've just been in a real movie mood, which I haven't been for a really yeah. long time. I've been watching a lot of television. Um, it's like I had yeah, it was like short attention span theater. I've been watching Lock and Key. I'm interested in that, and it's I read good. the first couple of the graphic novels, and I've got like the whole set, but it's really dark, and it, I think it's darker f- in the. I've read the first one, and I really want to read the rest of them. Well, I've got them. Well, I have to borrow to. them. Yes. Um, so I've been in a super big movie, um, and, uh, one that I actually gave a rewatch to, uh, because I was, <laughs> I rewatched Spring, which was by, um, um Benson and, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron Moorhead and, yeah those, yeah, those guys. And the first time I watched it, like, I appreciated that it was a good, well done movie, but like the romance portion of it just pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rewatched it and I've. I have discovered I was not in a good place the first time I watched it. Because <laughs> I, like, no, I watched like, oh, it this is okay. at the point in which I was separating from my husband and getting a divorce. And the and idea of anyone having a romance, regardless well, of how just, it was, was just people, annoying. People being, like, really young and, like, making what felt like rash decisions just kind of offended me. And, yeah. um, like, re-watching it and having more patience for it. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of saw the growth along the way and right. actually where they were both being fairly sensible, even if it was kind of a mm-hmm. hurried romance. And I walked away liking it a lot more than I originally had. Well, that's good. Um, and uh, and I'm just going to um, 
jump off onto the next one really quick because it was kind of what made me give it another shot is um, the guy who did The Battery uh, Uh just came out with a new movie um, this this year called After Midnight. And uh, when you watch the trailer for it, it's this guy and he's in this big house by himself. Like, and it, it feels like an old, almost kind of like Southern old mansion kind of uh-huh. thing or old farmhouse and his girlfriend disappears and he 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 believes there's a monster that comes out at dark uh-huh. in dark and um i didn't know what to expect it's it's very you know very minimal there's not very many people in it and it's mainly jeremy gardner who was the writer director for um the battery it has you know it is very much a monster movie uh-huh. but it also is kind of about kind of about um, being in love with someone and loving them for a really long time, and that you have to kind of change, yeah, a little bit because your expectations at twenty three right. are not the expectations you have at thirty three exactly. Um, and it was so, <laughs> it was much more sweet and romantic than I'd ever thought it was going to because I completely didn't get that from the trailer at all. Oh. Um, but it was very sweet, and I was just like. <sighs> It just, it felt like a little monster movie cinematic hug, and I just absolutely, nice. adore, absolutely adored it. Do you have anything else that, you've seen, I got a couple more things. Well, I'm doing a, we're doing a podcast called Monty and Rias versus Movies. That's awesome. Um, we haven't, we haven't put any of them up yet. We're just still recording them. So we have been watching some terrible post-apocalyptic movies. You said you were going to concentrate on a genre a year, right? Yeah, we're doing a year of post-apocalypse, and then I think we're going to do a year of film noir. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was just going to, I was just going to advertise, but I think it just ended, um, uh, Criterion just had their, like, once a year half off sale, but it ended at noon today, and they had a Mm. huge section on noir and neo-noir. Yeah. that, That I was very tempted by. I moved the dolls. So that I wouldn't knock them over? <laughs> Thank you, because I'm always <laughs> knocking things off the shelf when I sit here. See, now you don't have to worry about that. Hooray! <laughs> um, is there anything of note? Or is it just all kind of, You're still in the in the terrible post-apocalyptic week. Yeah, there's it's, movies I want to see in the theaters. Like, I really want to see The Lodge. So I went to see The Lodge. Did you I'm like not- it? It's a yes or no. You don't have to spoil it. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but what I am going to say is my re- I think my review for it was only like five words long, and I said it is a well, it is an atmospheric, well acted misery, um, because it is it is dark as fuck, and and it kind of it, it was it, in an almost really upsetting way to me. And a lot of that is because of me and my life and my right, experiences. Right, because you've had, yeah. Um, I went to actually see that with uh, Bob and his wife from oh. uh, City of Geek. And then also he's a panelist at Crypticon. Um, and without, I think, with I, I, don't, I don't think that this spoils it. Um, but a, a conversation that his wife and I had was, sometimes I weigh with horror or even just drama movies um was there any catharsis that was worked out or did there seem to be a reason like all those documentaries that are really dark and dire because my feeling is if somebody lived and experienced something horrific like i will experience that with them but like if somebody thinks up something just fucking terrible 
Mm-hmm. Like, do I necessarily want to live through that with those characters? So sometimes I don't. And it it was Sorry. really, really done. And it was really tense. But um, the story itself and its resolution, I found upsetting and not fun. Not Well, not even fun, but just not a ride I would go back to. Okay. So that was my feelings on it. But it, it is well acted. Um, I think her name's Riley Keogh, which is, she's uh, mm-hmm. Elvis Presley's granddaughter, uh, is fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. Everybody in it is really, really good. It just, I found, I found the story kind of miserable. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. There's a werewolf movie that's like that. It's not even a werewolf movie. It hints around it being a werewolf movie. You don't remember which one it was? I can't remember what it's called. It stars that Skarsgård dude that was, or Sarsgard that was in True Blood. Huh. Like Eric. Oh, yeah. I just can't remember what it's called. Yeah. It's a weird, quiet, strange movie. I only have one other movie that I've seen recently. So, do you have anything I else? I have that nothing you've seen? else, no. Um, I uh, I watched Beneath, which is a Fessenden movie that came out in I think like 2013. Mm-hmm. So uh, about the thing in the lake. Yes, That's and 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 uh, it is a a giant. Um, what do you, what do you call it? It's when like they, a giant fish. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it, it, a it, giant it, ridiculous it is, fish made out of a, paper mache. Yes, and I think they used practical effects with it. They did, and it is kind of ridiculous, but it was fun. I mean. The yeah. only thing with it yeah, is, is like, it. the kids in it are all kind of awful. I mean, even, like, the the main kid who, like, kind of led them out there to it. It's yeah. like, he knew what was going on, and he led them out there anyway. Um, so it is kind of <laughs> miserable in that sense. But it's kind of fun. Oh, God, what did Jim say he thought the fish was? Maybe a carp? No, it, it was, was a real dumb looking fish. Yeah, it, looked, it looked like it looked like a catfish or something like a giant. It did it giant was big, a giant big toothed catfish? Yeah, it was. It, it was like kind of ridiculous. Fish. It did, but there was Which, a charm to that. Yeah, I, I am not putting down a paper mache fish. I enjoy them. Oh, I also watched a movie called The Vampire Lovers, which is a retelling of. Um, Sherilyn Lafanu's Carmilla. Okay. Made in the 60s or early 70s. I didn't know what it was when I started watching it. I just saw Peter Cushing running around in an amazing bathroom. You're like, yes. And I was like, I'm watching this vampire movie right now. (laughs) And then I watched it and my goodness, it was full of nudity. So much more than I was expecting. Because I watch a lot of Hammer films and you know, you'll see some boob here and there. This is a movie about lesbian vampires, and they are they're all bush. They're all in. Bush. <laughs> my, my last movie I watched was for, was for our theme, and then I utterly left it off of my list because it just didn't work with any of the things. It's, and how did you portray our, our theme for tonight? It's just moms in horror? I wanted to talk about the different way that mothers are depicted in horror. Oh, okay. Not just have a list of saying, well, here's a horror movie with a mom in it. You know? Okay. Um, and I did kind of... Okay. So I, I actually can, like, re... Well, then I'm going to I'm gonna start that with... Um, there are a bunch of horror movies where they they have moms that are kind of cold and detached. I kind mm-hmm. of, like, were, like, you know, the, the, the monster moms, the ones that are just terrible. 
and my favorite moms. Uh-huh. But there's, you know, there's, and I also had, you know, the mom redemption arc. You know, the ones that are really fucking awful, but they'll do a Hail Mary at the end of the okay. movie to, you know, kind of redeem themselves a little bit. And then I had a bunch that were just like really interesting per- portrayals of mothers and motherhood. Okay. And the movie that I watched, it was like the only one that I watched that was in this for the genre was I watched The Ring because I remember kind of being upset with the mother mm. in The Ring in the American Dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just the things of where like the, the and I think the reasons why I found it really upsetting is is and I think it would be a conversation that I would share with Jilly where we were made to be really self-sufficient kids mm-hmm. yeah. that took care of our parent and there was a lot in that that annoyed me but I think I saw a little bit more of her love that she had for her child yeah. in rewatching it. Um, but I will say that that portrayal of motherhood of kind of a cold mother who doesn't, doesn't parent well right. is interesting. Right. So what were your first thoughts of things that you wanted to... Well, I think that there are basically three... You, Basically, if you're doing, if there's a character that is a mother in a horror film, she is either the protective lion mother, mm-hmm. she is the cold, detached, evil mother, or she is some kind of a weird in between place. Yeah, um, like the movie Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about a couple of kids who are basically raised by a ghost after yeah. their father kills himself in the forest, I believe, and then they come. Then they're found and they're delivered to their uncle, who has a girlfriend who's in a punk band and does not want kids. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie about how she learns, among other things, she learns, she starts off with like, I don't really like these kids, but she accepts them and then becomes very protective of them. Mm-hmm. And I liked that as a, as kind of a character arc. Yeah. Because you don't see too many movies with characters that are moms that don't like the kids in the first place. There's that, and maybe the Baba. The Baba Duke is really strong yeah. with that. Yeah. Where um. Where was I thinking? Interesting. Duke. <laughs> well, it's just a slightly different. I I misunderstood uh, like your when you'd mentioned it, but um, absolutely love the conversation. So now I'm kind of just trying to. Okay. Think about like, um. So there's. I, I really like the the like kind of problematic moms. Like uh-huh. I, I think in the story in the movie Pie Wacket, I think oh, yeah. is really I interesting. Liked that mom, she was mm-hmm. very complicated. She's she... amazingly complicated and and doing kind of a bad and job of parenting. <laughs> also, uh, Hole in the Ground has a really good mom that way. Yeah. That's very and the monster. Um, have you ever seen that one? It's... Yeah, that's more of the that's the yeah. She that, is, she's right. she's yeah. a really really broken mom that you can tell absolutely comes from. Uh-huh. You know, childhood abuse, and and it has you know a mid-teens daughter that the movie starts with her. You, you see a lot of the abuse that's going on in the home mm-hmm. where she's literally choosing her boyfriend over her child, yeah. and is literally the whole movie is her driving across this area to drop her daughter off, and she doesn't know that she's planning on leaving her there and not taking her back. Yeah. Um, and then the car. Something then gets a monster, the car. Then a monster shows up. Yeah. And it's a fight for survival movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was kind of what I had in my in my redemption. Yeah. Where and also uh, lights out. 
um, kind of has that. I have not seen it. Jim really, really loved it. It's a very fun, kind of silly movie, but the mom is really detached from the kids and stays away from them. Um, And I don't want to spoil too much, but you end up finding out the reason why she's been this crazy and has, like, been really cold and stayed away from them is there's something evil in her life that if she were to give any attention to anybody but that presence they're going to get killed or attacked yeah and so basically she was being a really She's horrible a mother jealous, a very jealous ghost boyfriend girlfriend but yes <laughs> but it's it's um it's spooky and and you're like why is she just awful and crazy and it's uh yeah, just kind of an interesting. I, I do like in horror that they are willing to um, look into really monstrous mothers. Yeah. And and ones that are just, you know, you have Carrie. Um, actually, the, the most monstrous moms I can think of um, aren't aren't in horror. They're in drama. And uh, oh, I know. I've got it's, uh, the grifters. And uh, Manchurian Candidate, to me, are I've, like the two scariest fucking moms. I've got Suddenly Last Summer. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Tennessee Williams. Yeah. You know, some evil moms. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I agree. There are, I've got a few films on here that are... Yeah. That are not horror films. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, and then you have, like, the... Well, I want you to kind of take lead on this, because, like, I'm really, really interested on... Okay, so the one kind of mom that that I was talking about is the lion mom. Yeah. Who's just super protective of her kid. Like, the mom in Cujo is the perfect and stellar example of that. Is that, yes, you can come and try to Jesus. kill me, but you are not getting my kid. My child, um, yeah. And so one of the things thing that I... Same thing as the mom in Cape Fear. Yeah. The thing I love in Cujo is um, they they start the movie with the mom and the dad having, having marital troubles. Mm-hmm. And where she is, I think she's either almost had an affair... Or has actually yeah. had an affair. Yeah. So a lot of, like, whether or not she's a good person or a good mother is brought into, mm-hmm. like, question. Right. And then all and of then a sudden... And then she yeah. becomes a really, a really badass mom. Yeah. But, uh, but there's also Ripley in Aliens. Yeah. She's not biologically a mom, mm-hmm. but when she takes but she takes care and protects Newt like mm-hmm. a mom. Yeah. And becomes their and, a badass mom. And it's a little Sarah bit Connor of, is a badass mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um kind of in the lesser badass them, but one of my favorite horror movie moms is the mom in Poltergeist. Because I think Jo Beth Williams oh, yeah, she's is a good, like she's a good mom. She's she's like the good wholesome mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah um well, and one of the things that you're dealing with um, is uh, in Aliens is the realization that she has outlived her child that was back home. Mm-hmm. That while she was in this... While she was cold, in the cryo sleep. Yeah, her daughter grew up, <laughs> grew up, aged, and died. And so a little bit of is is like yeah. as she's dealing with Newt is dealing with the loss of, of her own yeah. child. Ugh. Which makes me a little bit angrier at... at uh, it, it, this is a conversation Jim and I had because he was like, he was it really pissed me off with an Aliens three, like all of this that she went through Ugh. to open with like the other two and and even the cat 
right? All being dead at the at the open because they'd all they'd all perished in the crowd chambers. Yeah, mm, screw that. <laughs> I didn't bother with that. Uh, well, I watched that movie once, once. and then I yeah. was like, meh. And then I didn't watch any of the other Alien movies after that. I watched I watched the next one because I really liked the director. Um, it's this French director, and I, I really liked him. Oh, Bates. yeah, he's the guy that did City of Lost Children yeah. and uh, Delicatessen, Tessin, which is one yeah. of my favorite movies yeah. ever. Yeah, so that was why I watched it, but I was like, it felt so far removed from the rest of the Alien movies that yeah. it just felt like something entirely different. You kind of had to let that go. Um, an interesting and kind of... Um, just as the the mother and the brood... Right, because she's not really having children. She's just, just forming externalizing these rage, her rage, rage and, and then, sending it out into the world in the form of little angry dwarfs. And who among us has never done that? <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, uh, a, a movie that I really enjoyed was um, when I watched Prevenge. I had um, that on my list, but I haven't seen it, so I felt like I was not should not yeah, talk about it. I loved it because... I loved someone not being precious about pregnancy mm-hmm. um, because personally I found pregnancy pretty fucking miserable. Um, and for quite a long time, I, I joked that my baby's byproduct was, was hate and rage because I was just fucking angry. I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was a miserable experience for me. Yeah. And I love my daughter, but being pregnant was the fucking worst. And, and but there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And yeah, and so having, you know, the fact that she'd gotten pregnant, the writer-director had gotten pregnant and said, okay, I want to do a movie really quickly, and I want it to be this ugly and angry yeah. and vindictive and revenge-filled. Mm-hmm. And and I just fucking loved it because that is a part of some women's pregnancies. Oh, yeah. Like the idea, and I, I lost a friendship while I was pregnant because I wasn't being precious enough. I wasn't being thankful enough about my pregnancy. Um, and she stopped hanging out with me. Um, and yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it isn't my job to. to it isn't your job to, to make the this, fact that you're throwing up every morning into a magical fairyland. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and let's see, I, the one movie that I really kind of wanted to rewatch, uh, was Black Swan, which I didn't, there's not a mom in that. Oh yeah. The, the dance mom as she, the, the scene where she's cutting her fingernails, that's her mother played by Barbara Hershey. Oh, you're right. I, man, I've not seen that and movie in a long time. she's, she's just crushing her daughter she's Uh pressuring her all of the time and the scene where she's like cutting her fingernails and it's just like i've never been so tense and uncomfortable (laughs) and it's just you know where it's presented as supposed to be this loving relationship but it's so hateful um but that's some parental relationships (laughs) you know so yeah um I really thought an interesting portrayal of motherhood was in The Invitation, mm. where a guy, a man and a guy is married to a woman, they have a child, there's a tragedy, the child is dies or is mm-hmm. killed, yes. and then like a year later, they break up, and then the mother invites 
him and all of their old friends over for dinner. And it's really a creepy feeling of what has this woman done? She wants to show him films of this new religious group she's joined. joined. And it's just really uncomfortable. Because she very desperately wants to... She wants a means to let go of the grief of losing her child. And so she's found this way to do it. Right. That's fucking horrible. Because she, you know, can't process her feelings over the loss of her child. Right. Um, That's the same... Sort of the same thing that happens in A Dark Song. Mm. There's a woman who... Or a lot of... Actually, A Dark Song is about that. So is a bunch a of Wakewood. Folklore. Yeah. Wakewood. And they're about people... About mothers who have lost a child and who are doing everything they can to get the child back or to get through the grieving process. Yeah. No expense. There's nothing yeah. they, they won't There's give up. There's nothing they will not give up. Anyone they won't sacrifice in order to mm-hmm. have their child back. Yeah. But let me tell you this. No child ever comes back from the dead okay. No. We have seen the pet cemetery. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> um in in moms that I'm I'm super fond of and hold close to my heart in that best moms, the the wonderful moms mm-hmm. are I love um I love Rosemary. In Rosemary's Baby, the fact that all the hell that she's gone through. Yeah, I feel like the way the movie ends, it kind of feels like if they had just told her she was going to have the devil's baby, but she'd get to raise it, she would have been okay with it. And that it was all of the constant gaslighting that that really destroyed her, that made her things so bad for her. I get the sense at the end of it that she is like, I I am the only positive, I'm going to be the only positive influence in my child's life. And regardless of whether or not my child is the child of Satan. He's got little cloven hooves. Yes. But she is going to be the best mom that she can be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, uh, The Shining. And and that is one of my things that I'm so thankful for with Doctor Sleep is that is that the mom got yeah just such a better treatment yeah um, in that uh, and then I also still I love I love a new nightmare the uh, um, oh yeah I like that a lot too yeah I just like the whole premise of that oh, movie it was just it was so original yeah, in, yeah. In a time. it was so interesting I'm like okay we've done what we can with Freddy Krueger. Let's get the actresses back here, pretend we're making a Freddy Krueger movie, but so many people have seen the movies that they have spiritually created a tulpa of Freddy yeah. Krueger, which is yeah. fascinating. Like, how many times? I just It, it blows my mind that there are that many times that uh, Wes Craven flipped horror onto its ear. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. See, I've got Rosemary's Baby... I, in interesting moms, I had my I had Prevenge, I had Pie Wacket, um, and uh, I have Serial Mom. Ooh, the John Waters movie. I haven't Waters seen movie. that since it came out. I've watched it with my mom a couple of times. It's like a film we watched together, and it's dumb and fun. Yeah, it's a John Waters movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. But I like the way that it makes fun of motherhood. Yes, of. And especially you are the judgment. To be. Yeah, the judgment in motherhood of mm-hmm. like being enough of a mom or a good are enough mom. Are you a good mom. enough mom? Is yeah. your house completely clean? 
fine as long as the house is clean. You yeah. just murder anyone who messes it up. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, Lori and uh, the latest Halloween. Yeah, you know, she's, I, have her, she's, I have that written down. She's a problematic, and and, and she is. She's, she's just a drunk, and she has spent her life making her house into a fortress of traps because she knows. Zone. Yeah, that he's going to be back. She knows he's going to be back, and and she was fucking awful to her daughter. Because she's so into her own fear. Yeah. And because she never wanted to have her be powerless, I think, like she felt she was. Yeah. And so, you know, if somebody was going to be the monster that made it so that she would live. Right. So she, she was willing to be that monster. Right. Yeah, I really like that. That's a, I felt like there aren't a lot of nuanced portrayals of parenthood, of mm-hmm. mothers. It tends to be either good or evil, yeah. and there's not a lot of in-between. I felt like that was a really good nuanced role. Mm-hmm. Also, the Babadook, and yeah. um, as messed up as this is going to be, Hereditary. She was trying so hard. She was hard. trying so hard, but her own mother yeah. had ruined everything. Yes. Her mom... Had ruined her. Had ruined, had ruined her. Her relationship with both of her children. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, her mom, yeah, yeah, tried to put a demon in her brother who thought he was schizophrenic and killed himself. Self. Her father mm-hmm. killed himself. Her father starved himself to death. death. Then her own, then grandma put that demon into her daughter. Yeah, and then she, uh, she desperately uh, tried to keep, you know, her uh-huh. child away from her mom, and then, yeah. But, yeah, even that didn't work. No. His mom was breastfeeding her the devil's milk. <laughs> oh, my God, those dioramas, those, those houses. Oh, and the, the person that made those is in a, is in a uh, Facebook group I'm in. <sighs> They're a special effects artist. It's pretty cool. They, they have a, a small dollhouse doll in, uh, in the lodge. And it just seems like anytime there's like a small dollhouse where you have doll, yeah, doll characters those things are always problems. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's all going to go horribly wrong. No, but um, yeah, you know, I love I love the strong moms. I love, you know, it was really interesting because I remember we talked about it a little bit in the little community that we started uh-huh. where there's two movies that are coming out fairly soon and i've completely forgotten both of their names one was the lodge i think oh okay one was the lodge and the other one was um there is something that happens to some pregnant women and it happens to other people too but where you want to eat things that aren't you want to eat like rocks and soil and well, that seems like a problem yeah and you eat things like you that, get pica it's yeah. pica it's mm-hmm. basically pica and so there's a new movie coming out about a woman who gets pregnant and gets pica and starts eating things while she's pregnant um and uh, and I remember one of the women was like, you know, these are kind of disgusting portrayals of, of mothers and motherhood. Uh-huh. Do, do these need to exist? And I think... Yeah, have you ever seen... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was trying to think of my words, but it's it's kind of... Have you ever seen Little Otik? Yes. Well, uh, not, John, not John in a really Swanson. long time. Yeah, with the little... Yeah, it's, she, I think about a woman... It is about a woman who wants a child so much... That she... That her husband brings home a little, like, a tree branch that's kind of baby-shaped. 
And she loves it. And she loves it until it comes to life. And then it gets bigger and bigger and hungrier and hungrier. And Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, like, crazy fairy tale movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. It's, uh... You know what? You just... (laughs) You just explained something to me. Because there's a movie called Otis. About this, this... Really large man, yeah, yeah. who kidnaps this girl. And I think people, when they were searching for gifts or for for pictures, instead of getting little Odic... They got Otis. Otis. And I was like, why is this included in Mothering? Um, But yeah, now I I realize why they had it in there. Because that is a movie about Mothering. It's about "Mm." Mothering that is so strong that a tree comes to life. Personally, I love that motherhood and relationships with children is explored so thoroughly in in horror movies because some parent relationships are horrific yeah and and also just the fact that there's so much pressure and you know there is there's a pressure on mothers mothers to be well like you said earlier to make their childhood to make the pregnancy experience seem magic Mm -hmm. and to pretend that their child, their children never make them angry. Yeah. Because well, a little kid will piss you off. Oh, my God. But what matters is how you react to it. Yeah. Not what they do, but what you do in return. In return, yeah. No, there was, um, I remember when I was I was pregnant, there was a, a woman I worked with that was like, yes, you know, as soon as you have that baby, you're going to do anything in your power to stay home with them. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really see that being what I want to do. And she's like, no, no, just trust me. As soon as, as soon as you have them, like you'll do anything to see them. And I was like, I remember talking with somebody after the fact, like six months after I'd had Tekla, and I was like, I'm a better parent because I leave the house. Yeah, and because, because I spend time with people who aren't parents, or you know, right. because I need more than just being a mom. Right, and the expectation of being a parent. Is that you are going to be like, you're gone. You're out of your social circle. You spend all your time with your kid. And that's seen as a failure if you don't. Yeah. And that that's that's really wrong because you need to be able to refresh your bat to recharge your batteries. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've kind of covered a lot of the mom discussion. I think I have two. Are we done? I uh, think we are. I think this is a good, tight little episode. Talked about some new movies that we've minutes. seen. <laughs> okay. I think that's great. As long as we All are. Right. <laughs> We're having like a little shorter episode this week. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yep. All right. Anyway, you guys have a great two weeks and talk to you then. Bye. Don't Read the Latin can be found at DontReadTheLatin.com, on Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash DontReadTheLatin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. 